Oh, recording in progress. I do you consent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone, and welcome to week three of the Gut Check podcast with your host, Cole Whiston, and your co-host, Robert Pentelamon. Uh, uh, it doesn't roll off the tongue quite nicely yet, but I'm getting it. And uh, our next guest is Quinn McDonald, a friend of mine, a friend that I've actually known longer than Robert. And... Uh, yeah, he he fits he fits the bill for someone that should be on a podcast about bantering about life and and whatnot. So, uh, Quinn, the floor is yours for a, just a quick little introduction. Hello, hello, lads. What's good? Um, it's a pleasure that you guys are having me on this, you know, fine of fine establishment of a show. Um, <laughs> it'll probably be on bigger networks sooner than later. So, hello to all those viewers out there or listeners, should I say? <laughs> uh, you know before uh before you came on cole you know gave me fair warning ahead of time you know this uh it's scheduled for 7 30 but it could uh could drag on a bit fortunately though you you did clock in at 7 30 so we appreciate your punctuality yeah i don't know what cole is talking about i'm a very <laughs> punctual guy like when i'll be like going to pick him up i'll be like yo i'm here and when i say i'm here that actually means i'm just getting in the shower so you can get the drips, you know <laughs> Yeah, that's that's Quinn. That's Quinn's on my way text. When he says on my way, I'm like, oh, so he's just getting up off the couch. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the actual manifestation of that meme where it's like on my way, but not even close. You know, close. No, but then I still make it there on time somehow. You know, like that's hey, man, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Quinn, first of all, how was your week? Uh, my week's been pretty good, man. Can't complain. You know, life's life's going uh, pretty well. It's uh, it's a crazy world we're living in nowadays, to say the least. Um, first off, you know, like shout out, you know, prayers for Ukraine and all the kind of tragedies that yeah. are going on in the world. It's uh, it's a crazy time we live in, man. You know, first from COVID to you know wars and this. Am I allowed to swear on this? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, you know, fuck, man, it's it's a tough time. to. So as long as, you know, we got each other, we got family, we got loved ones around, uh, it's, you know, life's good. Yeah, it wouldn't be a gut check podcast if I told you you couldn't swear. That would be very gutless coward, <laughs> gutless coward of me. So. Gutless move, yeah. yeah. The anti-guts. Yeah. I got um, you. Well, yeah, I, didn't, I don't know how many kids are tuning in on this, you know. <laughs> uh, we're not going to get into our numbers. Um. We'll move on. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> Do you have any numbers? <laughs> so uh, where, where we do like to start is giving us a rundown of your life story. Um, you know, where you're, from, where you're from, what's your background, how you got to where you are today and whatnot. Okay, well, first I'd say normally you got to buy me dinner first, but um... yeah, that no, this is this is us buying you dinner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh yeah i'll give you the address you can uber eat something over um <laughs> okay life story uh well like cole said my name's quinn um like how far back do you want me to go you want me to go from like where were you born start there uh, okay uh, I, was I, I, born, I was pretty vague on mine and then cole like he just gave me the whole full run out of the story yeah i remember Ch- I childhood adulthood yeah okay you want the full breakdown all right i was born november 6 1997 10.01 a.m. Uh, uh, women's college, thus the attraction. And um, yeah, you know, grew up, had a great childhood, born and raised in Toronto. Um, 
bounced around, you know, a couple of houses here and there and went to, you know, local high school, stuff like that. Uh, and then I went to Laurier for two years where I was studying uh, communications and like poli sci. Uh, ended up dropping out of that just because it was not what I was really passionate about at all. It was very kind of like dry and theoretical and uh, just nothing I was really passionate about. Or I could like see myself wanting to pursue later in life. Ended up uh, then going to the College of Sports Media where I met our lovely host, Cole. And uh, I know Cole can attest to this too. Like that college was probably two of the best and most exciting and just all around uh, fun two years of our lives. Uh, We met a lot of great and cool individuals. And it was just a very cool program, a very unique uh, program. Like it's one of its kind in uh, sports media. And, uh, you know, had a blast there, even though, we were graduating through this kind of COVID time and we were kind of SOL on uh, having a proper grad and stuff like that. But now we're here. I'm currently uh, working at CBC as a production editor. I cut the national daily, which is fucking pretty lit. I can't lie. And I worked this other job creating content for uh, sports grid. And I'm just living life. I got a bunch of good friends. You guys, bunch of close family. Life's good. I got a new dog. I'm over the moon can't complain you know life's good what's the what's That's... the date what's the dating scene like quinn the dating <laughs> scene oh, oh. <laughs> you want to dive right into it the love no, life, no no no, eh? no i know let me let me let me touch let me touch on your life story before we before we move any further um yeah you you kind of i'd say ended up in the same kind of position i did obviously in having a passion for sports media and obviously that being how we met and stuff. Uh, and I do completely agree with you, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts, that that was by far the best two years of my life. Um, meeting the people that I met and just experiencing the things that I've always dreamt about experiencing and uh, having you as a friend and, you know, me coming from Nova Scotia, having you as a friend in Toronto has been uh, something of, I don't want, I want, I want to make sure that I, that I don't take no that I don't take uh it for granted kind of thing it's something that uh, like I actually do cherish and a a lot of the time I'd have a pretty boring life if uh if we didn't meet each other so uh like here in Toronto specifically and oh uh, too kind you're too kind yeah I always uh, that's pretty sappy not gonna lie yeah I tried a big brother (laughs) him at first and uh, yeah yeah Quinn oh yeah so Quinn's Quinn's three three years older than me yeah yeah, when I was yeah. going to ask you, but I started to jump in there, but you said you mentioned you were kind of going into poli side and you realized that's not what you wanted to do. When did that pivot kind of happen? You know, was it halfway through your degree? Was it like right away? When did you realize that it's not my thing? I want to go into sports. Um, yeah, so it was in second year. I was taking um, some like comp courses in poli side. I thought maybe, oh, shoot, like I want to be a lawyer or something like that. I was taking a couple of law classes. Uh, and then I realized that if you don't become a lawyer the next best thing is you become a paralegal and it's a shit ton of writing and i am not one for like typing essays and stuff like that i never like was about that in high school and stuff like that so i was like it's like a good risk like i know how to kind of like talk to talk and stuff like that but like do i really want to go down the road of pursuing law and like sorry i'm just grabbing a drink um pursuing law you know it's it's kind of like a negative sphere kind of like in the news you're always kind of dealing with 
like, you know, troubles, whether it's from, you know, settlement cases between families or God forbid a murder. Um, like it just, it wasn't like a positive outcome. And I've always had a passion for sports. I grew up playing a bunch of sports as a kid. Uh, I was on like, you know, count a few like sports councils and stuff like that in high school and throughout uh, uni. So I'd say, yeah, around second year, I can't, it's not like it was like, oh, February 3rd, you know, 2018, when yeah. we a party. I was like, yo, I can't. But, it, you know, you just like, you feel like you, uh, you're not on the right path. Like the best thing to do is just, you know, take a year off. I went and lived out West with my brother. Um, and then that's when I was like, yo, I want to like do something in sports and better bing, better boom, better bum. And the whole irony of it now is, well, I went to school for sports media. I dropped out of a communications program and now I work for the communications department and I don't even have a comm degree. So it's like, ha. that is pretty surreal. Funny. How the, yeah. It's funny how it works out. Um, how but, was, how in the moment was the transition? Like, you know, someone who you chose to go to the school that you went to to start and then you had to make the choice of you know putting that to rest and moving on and it was like yeah i want to know what because like that's not that's not something that i've had to relate to so i want to know what it's like for someone going through that kind of experience and how you know hard it probably was one one sec one sec yeah no worries we uh don't do this live (laughs) 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 good thing we don't there's no there's no six second delay yeah, it's a good thing we don't do it live. Do we do it live? Yeah. Sorry. We we can you can edit that out, right? Yeah, no, yeah. of course. Okay, nice. Um sorry, what was it? Oh, the question. Yes. Uh it was really honestly when um when was that? Uh I I'll still remember the day when you, you know you'd go in and have that like uh, pre-interview with uh David and stuff like that, and he would take you and give you a little tour around the building. Um Sorry, what was the question again? Yeah, I was like, this better lead to something related to the question that I asked. Uh, fast, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I said, oh, retake, I said Quinn, I can't relate to somebody uh, who's done that, who's had, who, you know, went to school, chose to do a certain thing, got halfway oh, through and then and then realized that that's not what I want to do. Like making that transition can't be easy on someone, you know, when you're talking about today's university prices and today's culture of like knowing what you want to do and kind of stuff. So I want to know how was that transition for you? Yeah, like overall, it was pretty good. I went to Laurier. I kind of got screwed right off the bat. Um, when I went to Laurier, I went with the, my buddy. I can, I guess, I can drop his name, Gilbs. We'll call him or Gibby. Um, and first off, we got placed in an all guys res, which is like the last thing you want when you're coming out of high school and you go into a place like an all guys yeah. res. It was so 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 fucked up uh and it was weird too because they're like oh don't worry the all girls res is like across the way and like you have your brother and your sister floor and i'm like dude this just sounds so wrong like can you not name it that like what's oh going my on yeah it's super yeah, weird that's, vibe. that's pretty cringy yeah very cringy right and like so whatever first year it was uh he actually ended up dipping and like moving to another res too kind of like fucked me over um that's a story for another day we don't need to get into that but uh I had, you know, a good second year. A few of my other buddies uh, who took a year off after high school went to Laurier. And then, uh, you know, we lived together. We had, you know, a fairly good time for the most part. Um, But it was, yeah, during like second, third year, like Laurier in particular was a very kind of clicky university and wasn't 
Um, it's a good school. Don't get me wrong. It has a great business program and things like that. But the, in terms of the social life, it was like the one strip, like everybody went to Phil's on like Thursday, which was honestly one of the most disgusting bars I've ever been to in my entire life. Like you look <laughs> up and it's just like straight pipeline sewage, like disgusting, like yep. gross time. It's it's, it's classic like uni town. Um, it's good. Like, to get that experience and i don't know university is a, a good way to kind of showcase that you're able to live on your own that you can cook for yourself you can do some laundry you know what i mean take some responsibility in your life <laughs> um so yeah and just transitioning into a program that i loved which was sports media it just felt right it was like i knew i was on the right path and it really was when i went and met david at the college and we did the tour and stuff like that. And I was just like, I liked how it was a smaller group of people, like 40, 50 of us. It was way more personable. Um, and just it led to way more opportunities. When you're in like a big uni, you're more known as a number, like you know, zero yeah. zero five six is dropping in as essay. Right, right. Um, whereas like at that place, you're actually known for who you are and you can kind of make a name for yourself. So definitely enjoy that aspect more of it. But was the was like to make that decision is what I was talking about. Like to make that decision was that was that easy? Was that hard? Like, um, yeah, it was pretty easy. Like the our house in second year was like became like pretty grimy and stuff. Like classic uni house. Um, so I knew at the end of second year, like I was like, I don't really want to go back for a third year and at that time too my brother called me up he's like yo i got a bunch of work we can go out west that's where he's been living for like uh, several years now hadn't seen him in a few years and it just uh, was a good opportunity to kind of take a you know step away from it all and really kind of find what i was passionate about and yeah man i'm uh, forever grateful that i did that what about the reaction from your mom Oh, super supportive. My mom's always been, you know, behind my back and super, uh, you know, proactive and super uh, just amazing. I can't even put it into words how much uh, support I have from my familia and just how much uh, she just wants, you know, every parent just wants their kids to be happy. And um, yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely gave the, the kudos for that one. And how was coming out of this coming out of csm uh during the pandemic i know um and this is to no shot at you but it it took a little bit to get into a, a job that you actually enjoy so how was that yeah you know well yeah it sucked that we graduated in such a time of like no jobs in the whole world shutting down um it was good, man. I'm glad how my you know life had. I'm still actually so and not a shot to you, but like forever grateful because both Cole and I. It basically came down to Cole and I um, for the job where he's at Boxing World Weekly now. Um, and talk about a real gut check. Like they basically because I had I think my interview before you, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it went, went really well. We'll give you a call Monday. It looks like we're good to go." And then Cole comes in as like the golden child. Damn, and, really. Uh, yeah, and then got it. So I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm obviously over the moon and happy for Cole that he got the ting at uh, Boxing World Weekly. Can you, sorry, grab Chanel. Oh, I got hope. Yeah. Um, but I'm just still forever grateful that I, I got so much going on right now. The dog, my mom talking. Um, 
but no i'm just still i'm like how it all worked out i'm super glad that i didn't get that opportunity because now it's led to uh, me working a couple different jobs which um i have like a ton of interest in and way more future like so yeah that's yeah fun. i that's, that's, I that's pretty wild oh, go ahead. I, I don't i don't think that you know Drew Bledsoe would ever invite Tom Brady on his podcast. That's pretty big that you're going on here, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, man, I, I wasn't going to let the job stand between the relationship that Cole and I have. You know what I mean? Like, I was, like, super happy for him that he got it and stuff like that. And uh, well, there was one other guy in contention, and I think we won't name drop him. But if if he got it, Cole, both him and I would have been like, what? Like, no chance. Yeah. Um, I mentioned a couple of things. Uh, one... So. Uh, that's why I live on the motto that everything happens for a reason. And I truly believe that. And it's situations good motto. prime example like this one that it shows that that is, you know, why it took place the way it took place. And then mm-hmm. my second thing is that uh, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. You know, it's, it's easy to see from an outside, like to think about from an outside perspective of like, Oh, I wonder if that caused any like grief between their relationship or whatnot. But it's like, we went to school knowing what we were signed up for. Like we, we went to school knowing that that was, the chance that that, that was going to come we were going to go the two years in school and everybody that we went to school with once those two years ended are people that we're competing against on a consistent basis we're all starting at the same level we all did start at the same level so as soon as we're done yeah. as soon as we're done sorry i just hit with my grandma but I'll hold you on that note as soon as we're done we're now competing against our entire class so it, it would have been naive for me and Quinn to think that to not know, to not expect that situation to come about. And it was just the only thing is that it came about pretty fast. Like we were only uh, three months out of graduating. Uh, we graduated in August of 2020. Yeah, August of 2020. Yeah. And I got the job in December of 2020. So it was only like a few months right afterwards that Quinn and I already were going for the same job and it came down to the two of us. And I think where he was going with that story is that <clears throat> it came down because me and Quinn worked at the same place prior Sorry, to that. Yeah. Me and Quinn worked at uh, the same place prior to that job. And it came down to just <clears throat> whether or not, <clears throat> or who, who got the better reference from the job that we had prior because Quinn and I are not only friends, but we're also, I think, equal counterparts in this business and can do the job at an equal talent level and uh, an equal drive and an equal passion. So it's just a matter of this is a business of who you know and, you know, the bridges that you have and and everything happens for a reason. So Quinn, Quinn's mother works, uh, spent the majority of her career at CBC and was highly respected and was able to give uh, Quinn a foot in the door with some names and guys and people that he should be in contact with. And then, well, yeah, or no, there's no, no, there was no sign of nepotism. I reached out, they reached out to me to, uh, sorry to jump in, but to work for the Olympics again as an ad inserter running the live streams, which I did for the uh, Tokyo games. And I was like, yo, I'll definitely be willing to do that. But uh, I want to do something that I went to school for which was obviously like sports media. And now I've taken up a passion of editing. And I was like, uh, the, the hiring guy, Chris Sullivan, I was like, is it cool if I reach out to your boss 
and just set up an interview. And he was like, yeah, shoot, go for it. Kind of like brushing me off, not thinking that I'd get it. And then I kind of like wowed uh, these guys, Arian, uh, Jerry, excuse me, Jerry and Andrew. And they really took a liking to me. And just with COVID and all that, there's less people in the building uh, that they kind of like took a flyer and yeah, it took me on. And it's, yeah, it's worked out really well. The irony is, is I was hired for sports, but I never actually did any sports coverage. Like they have me backfilling doing all the stuff like promo wise for like CBC gem. And now I'm doing the national and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's been a weird kind of turn of events, but uh, definitely, you know, like you said, it's all about, you know, knowing people and having connections and just making the most of it. Uh, this, hey, is the exci- this is the exciting part. Sorry, Rob. No worries. Um, but Quinn, Quinn's had a pretty exciting uh, final goal uh, for this industry. And, one that he's had since I met him and I'd like for him to talk about that. So yeah. Quinn, yeah. Uh, well, what's one day, your... Oh, we want to yeah. make a, well, like a media conglomerate, like run an own station. That would be sick. That would be the dream. And then hire uh, a bunch of like friends and colleagues. And, but I don't know if that's still the, the end all goal. Yeah, it's, it's good to always set your goals super high and super far. Um, just so that even if you get halfway there, you know, you're still like happy with it. Um, <laughs> But uh, now I don't even know what it would be. It's I just I'm just in a moment where I'm really kind of like focusing on me, just grinding. Uh, not in that sense, but like in the sense of <laughs> uh, actually no nobody. Senses. Nobody would have thought that. Sense. <laughs> God. Well, hey, you never know. It's 2022. Um, Shameless plug. Yeah. No, but um, it would just be cool. Like well, the biggest one that I'd ever to do it is barstool obviously right and they've kind of like taken right. over immensely um i don't know if i still actually have that goal and dream of it. i want to i think work on more just well a being the best person i can be and second uh yeah i just want to find so that it's, i don't want to get it too but just like find like you know to make that next step find somebody like have a relationship kind of start my like early to mid 20s like lifestyle you know what i'm saying and mm. just uh focus on those kind of areas of life uh for me personally i don't even want to work i want to be you know on a yacht on the mediterranean sea um by 30 so that that's the new goal is let's be on a boat fellas if we get a yacht we can just throw some dirty yacht parties um right like nobody's saying that's a good that's a good that's a good segue yeah the next part the next part of a life of your life that is actually a it's all a about part. me why I, i'm curious about like your co-host rob over there I, i've only met the guy one time you know uh yeah so <laughs> yeah. it's a good thing you can tune into our first podcast um oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yeah, didn't see the, you, didn't, you didn't see the two viewers i'm one of the two yeah of course Quinn, man the floor the floor is all yours so, right? oh, I, I feel like by episode three everyone kind of kind of knows, knows the deal man you're, you're here oh, yeah man. we're setting right. we're setting precedence like this okay is, okay like for for when future that, when you become that when you become that guy with the yacht this episode will become much uh, bigger it's in the it's yeah. in the archives you know like yeah. you have it your first first yeah and we'll, well we'll play it on the yacht one time for sure yeah and with the timestamp of uh march 2nd 2022 quinn said that by the time he's 30 years old he wants to be on a yacht in the mediterranean sea so quinn how do you do that how what 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 is like what's a big part of your life that will help you get there uh the key is investing in crypto that will make us all rich. I guarantee you, fellas. I am so pro crypto. It blows my mind. 
uh, I don't even understand like all the uh, technicalities and science. It's not really science, but necessarily all the nuances of crypto. But I just know that there are enough people out there uh, that are going to be using this. Yeah, backing it. And for me, it's always just if you look at the counterpart of like fiat currency, like we are so in debt as an entire world, as an entire nation. It's it's crazy to even think like how we how we're not in like the entire world is just not in dire poverty right now. It's it's nuts. It used to be a time where, uh, say, a bank wanted to print a million dollars, they would need to have a million dollars worth of gold in the bank, and it used to actually say on the American dollar bill, exchangeable for gold whenever. You used to be able to go into an establishment in like you know I'm talking like the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and hand over an hundred dollar bill. And they'd give you $100 worth of gold. Now they're just realized like, oh, hey, we can just cut down trees and print like trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. And uh, we'll just worry about the outcome later. Um, The craziest thing is it's like what I think like over a third of all American dollars have been printed since the pandemic started. So in 2020 onwards, which is just nuts. Say you go out and you buy a pizza, right, for 20 bucks. you get a few dollars back right one out of every three of those bills will have just been printed in the last year alone it's it doesn't make sense like why would you why would you want to work for something that they print by the billions yeah um it just it does like i've never been able to wrap my head around it um the problem with you know crypto is like you get so many of these coins and like you you get like dogecoin shiba some people make ones called like come rock and like some weird ass coins or even lana Rhodes made a coin like you can make a, a crypto Who's coin. That? um <laughs> i'm kidding go ahead Bla- Bla- blake uh, blake griffin <laughs> no but you can like make a, a currency basically out of nothing which is yep. we're, yeah it's it's messed up but um i feel like for sure i don't know in our lifetime but our kids lifetime it'll be that that'll be the normal currency and i don't know if we ever get to the jetsons but where uh yeah you just you pay with you pay with crypto digital currency we almost live in a world where digital currency anyways right like it's not like we're actually handed you know our weekly paycheck in cash it, mm-hmm. you get it direct deposited into your account right um there's a limit on how much cash you can take out a day it's because like if everybody went to the bank and was like yeah i want to withdraw all my dollars right now it'd be like we don't even have enough to do it so i think it just solves a lot of problems um you know more people now have access especially in like some third world countries and are especially in countries that are super fucked up like in you know the middle east where they don't have equal rights for men and women like some women don't even have access to a bank account which is you know mind-boggling and so wrong on so many different levels but nearly everybody in today's day and age has access to a phone and if you have access to a phone you have access to crypto you have access to the entire world and the internet um and i just think that the 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 options there are endless and way more beneficial for the world than you know the traditional paper currency yeah and i only have one more one more question and i'll hand it over to rob since uh quinn and our viewers are probably just just anxious to wait to hear rob what he what he has to say but quinn where oh. did it where did where did investing start for you like how'd you get into it oh yeah the craziest night um well it all started i guess yeah we can dive into the details i was watching um who was it the nelk boys 
and I saw Steve Will Do It was playing uh, Baccarat one night, and I was like, what is this game? I have never seen uh, this game before. Like, it's a weird card game. Like, you know, the casino games, roulette, poker, blackjack, but the, the objective is you want to get an eight or a nine. And uh, just, it's, I've still never had a night like this. Just pure dumb luck, me and my buddy Shars. I was able to turn a hundred dollars into 10 grand in one night, like four hours. It was like the, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just picking, it's basically a 50, 50 guess. Um, I like to think there's like an element of patterns, patterns and like just, you know, gut instinct. Um, but a hundred bucks into 10 K and then I turned 10 into 20, like two, three days later. And I took all that 20 and threw it into stocks. And, uh, this was like right as, uh, this was until Trump was in power and was still the president and he kind of knew how to run a market and as much of an asshole and terrible person he is, at least he knew how to kind of make the economy boom. Um, So everything just, you know, like five, 10, six, like 12 fold, whatever it was. And uh, that's kind of where like the, uh, like the hook or the passion or just like, I was like, Oh shit. Like, the net it, that's the, the net but that's where i was just like oh it's way better to trade your money for more money than trade your time for money like I, it's hard to fathom working for you know a wage when you can, you can do pick, that yeah or you can pick the leafs to win tonight against the sabers right like that's like a lock and, you, you <laughs> yeah, can, and that's why i picked the sabers <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny um, you say that because i think i went to the bank today and i took a loan out under cole's name <laughs> I put it all on the leaves tonight. But yeah, that's enough. Enough. Well, it's funny because isn't Rob? You're an investment banker, right? Or you work at? Right. A- I, I was literally just about to jump in here when Cole was done. I think Cole, when he was talking about how you know I can't wait for Rob to jump in, that was kind of you know what we what were headed to. You know, yeah, because like I'm I'm currently you know studying doing undergrad in economics and I'm working at a bank like like you mentioned. So, but honestly, as much as you know, it's interesting like convo to spark up nothing you said there was like out of bounds or completely inaccurate you know like obviously yeah like printing money and money supply leads to high inflation that leads to economic issues and in terms of bank runs people coming in taking out money we don't have enough like i know that i can relate i'm in the banking industry right Mm -hmm. now so there's honestly not a lot of controversy with what you said i'm pretty much on the money with everything Interesting. What is, I'm curious, what's your take on like the future of currency and things of that nature? Honestly. Um, so I, I, like from what you, you've just talked about, I'm not as highly publicized in crypto as you seem to be. Um, but honestly, it's kind of trending that way. When you think about it, like you mentioned digital mm-hmm. currency, that's kind of where we're going ever since COVID I and mean, even before COVID like paper, money, money, physical cash, that's kind of been out the window. It's always kind of been Apple pay or, you know, direct deposit from your bank account, e-transfers. Yeah. And if you kind of follow that trajectory, that would lead you to believe that, yeah, digital currency, it's kind of a thing. And if I'm not mistaken, there was a, a cryptocurrency that I can't remember what it was called. It's killing me that I can't remember right before COVID uh, that was supposed to launch at some point in 2020. Um, again, it kill, kills me that I can't remember off the top of my head, but it got delayed due to COVID. So really even before COVID hit, that was kind of the way it was trending. So uh, I think, I think you're on the money, man. You got, you got it right. Oh, interesting. What is, uh, 
like what's your end all kind of job like you want to be like you want to run a hedge fund one day you want to <laughs> you know be an accountant what's good <laughs> wolf on wall street oh. or so i'm actually interested in law and not the kind of law that you know you would you were describing earlier where you know family settlements or you know criminal law but more into financial law like i've mentioned like obviously working banking at the retail level based on where i am at this stage of my career is like truly a blessing it's a job that was very difficult to get so uh, i'm proud of myself in that aspect um and obviously i hope my my employers don't hear this but I'm kind of trying to aim for something a little larger. Uh, I mean, not necessarily going into hedge funds, but financial lawyer for a company is kind of what my major interests are. And obviously, like the sports thing is kind of a hobby, but you know, you can always dream big. And I always kind of want to yeah. combine my two interests. And one job that would be really cool is running like the like fine managerial financial department for a sports team. That would be kind of the dream that job would be sick that would yeah. be very cool that'd be unreal be like, yeah be like actually we are overpaying this player about two million we need to figure out to cut that down cut that, yeah. that down man like rob yeah. this x and y says that you know his effective field goal percentage for 90 that's minutes a, that's uh that's a, that's a, a little bit of an overpay yeah. yeah rob could be that uh math guy in the money ball movie yeah oh the, yeah yeah that yeah. Work out. That, that'd um, be sick that'd be a dream job that would Rob, be if you had the man, choice. That sounds sick. Rob, if you had the choice, which uh, professional sports team would you do that for? Definitely baseball, man. Because the thing here's the thing, you know, obviously, I feel like basketball and football, those are two sports that I kind of enjoy in like my spare time. With baseball, though, and I, Quinn, I know you're not a big baseball guy, like Cole mentioned that on top of the show. But one thing mm-hmm. that, Cole, you, you know this about baseball, it's that it's very empirical. That's very little room for debate obviously you know you can kind of have a conversation about it along the edges but for the most part a lot of baseball is measured by numbers and measured by war measured by salary per war and just the the math of the game kind of fits better in that sport i'm not sure if you agree but that's just how i see it no baseball is by far the most analytical sport and a sport that you have so much stats available to you that there's almost there's almost uh, uh, an objective an an objective ranking where if you go through enough numbers you can put together a list of the top 30 players in the MLB and nobody could come at you with any different list because you have it all you know thought out there's an algorithm to it in a thorough process um but rob if you were picking if you were picking a team though which would you pick Pick any team. Well, I mean, why not the team that we're talking about right now, the Jays, right? Close to home, you know, the yeah. team I grew up uh, watching. So, a bit of an easy answer, man. You kind of toss your softball for that with that one. Well, you didn't really? answer when I asked you the first time. You said yeah. baseball, so I uh, needed to be oh. more specific. It sounded like. Oh wait, you asked about the team. I thought you were talking about the sport. No, I said professional sports team. Oh my bad. It's okay, it's okay. Bad. You're a fraud. L- you're a fraud. L- you're on the gut. You're on the gut check podcast because you're a gutless card. That's okay. L- l- little miscommunication with our uh, communication lines there. My bad. I'll take uh, full responsibility for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that brings us to the segue of Toronto sports teams. And you mentioned earlier, Quinn, that uh, you, you hinted at you being a Leafs fan. And um, oh. first of all, first of all, where does where does where does the guts come into play being a Leafs fan? Like, how does that come about? Yeah. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, everyone laughs. Uh, I hire a Leafs fan. We've had a lot of, you know, hurtful gut checks over the past few years. I still remember that 3-1 choke to uh, 
Boston. Like I still had nightmares about that shit, man. Like that was probably one of the worst displays of uh, hockey I've ever seen. And, but like at the end of the day, like, you know, you can mark my words right now. Like we're winning the cup this year. Like, so it doesn't really uh, matter. Yeah. The only thing that says you're winning the cup this year is your future bets. Yeah. Which are looking pretty primo. Cause no, but like, let's be real. Like there is not a better team of young talent in the NHL right now, besides the Toronto Maple Leafs. You got GQ magazine, Austin Matthews with that porn star stash looking like a stud every fucking night when he goes out there. Uh, you got Mitch Marner who still looks 16 and plays like a 16 year old. So, you know, he's like useful. You got Willie Nylander. Who's like just a beauty. You got to love those luscious locks. You got Morgan Riley. Who's like a nice stay at home. Like he'll transition into a nice stay at home dad and a very solid stay at home defenseman. We got finally a good goaltender in Jack Campbell. And then the team's just riddled with all-stars. Like, we got John Tavares. We got Wayne Simmons. We got – we could get back Brian McCabe and we'd still be A-OK. Like, so, Quinn, Quinn, it's just hard to cut yeah. you off there. But um, no. my question is, I, I'm not, you know, a big hockey guy by any means, but if I remember correctly, all those guys were there last year, though, weren't they? Yep. Yeah, they were there last year. But last year was COVID. Like, why would you even want to go and win a championship here in Canada? You couldn't even party and celebrate properly. We did we did lose to Montreal, which was, uh, like, brutal. But at the end of the day, like, I'd rather lose in the first round than get slapped up in the finals like they did. Like, if you make – because if the Leafs make it to the finals, it's a wrap. Like, knock on wood. You guys heard that. We're winning. Like, there's no doubt. If the Habs went out and they, they disgraced, like, they, they made a mockery of Canada, which, by the way, hockey is basically Canada's game besides lacrosse. Um, and they made a fool of themselves. Carey Price, God love the guy, but he had the worst playoff performance of his entire career. And he still hasn't been able to return because of it. Like, it's, I feel bad <laughs> oh for the guy. Oh, my God. We're, we're cutting that. Um, <laughs> Dude, it is true, though. It's it not is. true. He didn't care. Stop. It's I'm, cut, I'm, is, I, I'm okay. cutting this. I am not allowing you to Carey, blame a Carey. playoff loss. On a guy's mental fucking health. Oh no! But Broad. he was mentally he was mentally stable up until that happened. You know who's mentally fucking unstable? Every fucking Leafs fan. And I wanted this is the question <laughs> that I actually I wanted to actually ask. This. I, you yeah. said you said that there's no better team, uh, with fucking talent. Yeah. And yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And diehard for the, for, fans. For the first and eighty-two games. Fans. For the first eighty-two games, you're right. There is no better team. Yeah. But that's not the first 82 games. We're talking about the playoffs. And don't yeah, well, the playoffs that. are a different beast. Exactly. Playoffs are a different beast. You guys are so, made for the playoffs. You've never been made for the playoffs. So I don't know what gives you any slight of confidence that for whatever reason this year is different than the rest. Well, if we look at the numbers here, um, they're tied with they're tied with Buffalo right now, one one, by the way. <laughs> okay, I don't even have the game on. I should turn that on. Um well, okay, let's be real too. Like the, the Leafs would have beat. Oh, uh, I'm being real. That's what I'm trying oh, to get to you. Okay, yo, I'm being real too. The Leafs would have beat the Habs if Corey Perry didn't try to show off to Dana White that he could be a potential UFC fighter when he retires and flying me, John Tavares, to the head. Oh, that, that's a totally different series then. We go yeah, but, on a win. But, but still, like, you know, you're still up 3 1 and you had, you were the overwhelming favorite. Oh, big time. It was a big time choke. Uh, it was, it's, I want to say classic Leafs. It was classic Leafs. It was, yeah. uh, it's a heartbreaking moment. 
Quinn, you've never experienced a good moment in your entire life of, of that involved the Leafs, and yet here we are, and you're well, because it's still, still to come. It's still to come. I never experienced a great moment with the Raptors, really, and then boom, we went and won it with Kawhi. Same thing. We're going to go and win yeah. it this year. Is, is there a Kawhi on the Leafs though? Because I mean, Kawhi is one of the most clutch players. Players does look like yeah. For the Raptors. Yeah, uh, and, I'd and say Leafs, Austin uh, Matthews is pretty much a stud. Like that guy. Like you got you got. Justin yeah, check, Bieber check up his in the playoff press box. stats. Check his playoff stats. Yo, you tell that to Matthews. I don't think you got the guts to go up to Matthews and be like, "Yo, why <laughs> you are suck, you shit in the playoffs? You suck in the play- you suck in the playoffs." If Matthews yeah. walked into my house right now, I'd be like, "Matthews, you need to turn it up in the playoffs, bud." <laughs> oh my goodness! I think if Matthews graced your presence, you'd be like, "Yo, I'm growing a mustache because I am so fond of you." Okay, so, Quinn, he- gut, gut check, gut gut check question. Yeah, do you have the guts? To call it a day on the on being a Leafs fan if they uh, have another notorious loss in the playoffs. That's where I'm heading next. I'll, I'll let you Uh-oh. answer. I'll, I'll jump in. Like no man, I I bleed blue. Like I I'll be a Leafs fan to the day I die. It's 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 a part of the just what it is to be a Leafs fan. Because then the one year that we do win and we will you know run all the footage back from '67. The one year when we win, and you're not invited to the parade, by the way, when they win, because you've been against them for the last few years now. I don't want uh, to be invited to the parade. It's okay. They could ask. Uh, they so, could ask me to host it, and I'd be like, "Nah, <laughs> nah, chill, chill, chill." You would be salivating at the mouth. Yeah, if they asked yeah. me to host it, I would. But I ain't here's going. the thing: I'm not going. You're, not voluntarily. Here's, here's the thing: um, when it comes to being a Leafs fan, like. I'm like firmly believe like what you're talking about, Quinn, where it's like, you know, you support your team no matter what through thick and thin. That's a true sports fan. Right. I I totally agree with that mantra. But at the same time, I've like watching the Leafs choke time after time, you know, basically my whole life. If someone came up to me and told me like, yeah, you know, I was a Leafs fan, but like, you know, for like my my mental well-being, I just like I'm not into that anymore. I I would like, you know, hand to heart. Like, oh, I I get you, man. I totally understand. Like, yeah, kudos to all those people. Like, I, I get it too, but it's like, what other team am I going to go support? I can't go and support another Canadian team. Why? Because well, what other Canadian team is just as lit as Toronto? Like, I've been born and raised here. Like, the city of Toronto is sick. Montreal, it's funny because... Uh, well, no, that would, be, that, would there. Be, that would be wrong. Yeah, well, it'd be wrong, yeah. Ottawa, like, Ottawa's yeah, a joke. No, Don't even do get me started. Edmonton's pretty sick, right? Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. McDavid's the man, um, but Edmonton's just cold. It's it's not a, a city. Oh, Toronto isn't get... cold. Um, no, it's tr- well, Toronto's cold, but like in terms of Canada, cold it's not that cold. R- relative cold. It's not relatively as cold relatively. as Edmonton. Yes, Fair. exactly. And like in this team in the states, like it's hard because everybody usually picks a team, whether where you're from or if you have a favorite player on that team. Right. So that's why I know Cole is a huge Pittsburgh fan because uh, he's a big Crosby guy. And um, so I don't know if I have any, like I used to be way more into hockey as a kid, like Seattle, the Kraken. They're not good, but, but that means it's the best time to get on board. Yes, but I couldn't name two players on that team. Like that's like when you go in and you make a new season in NHL, like be a GM and you just and do a you draft. Do a, and you do a fantasy draft. <laughs> draft, yeah. And you have no that's, idea who plays for what team. Yeah, and, and you get the last pick because they did not do it. Like Vegas did it and they stunned the world. They made it to 
what was it the western conference finals that year they, or, yep no, they did no the cup yeah. finals they made it to the cup finals in their cup first final. year lost to the capitals of action's first yeah. cup Cup, it's yeah. pretty insane i think about it like imagine that happening in any sport no. of hockey i oh, i yeah. said i said during that series that i would never watch an angel game again if they won the cup wasn't gonna happen. Oh, everybody would think it was rigged too right yeah. like yeah you got vegas the the whole team on it yeah so i don't know that's my take on nhl i didn't really like i played a little bit of hockey growing up and then i kind of transitioned into like other winter activities so now i'm uh Big basketball guy. That's that's where it's oh, okay. At. Oh, perfect. Hold on, segue. hold on. Hold on. Perfect yeah. segue. Perfect segue. But I am pausing for one second. I have to use the bathroom. Okay. Not that guy, Phil. Not that guy. This is where we can chat shit about the host here, Rob. So. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what's your take? What's your take on Cole being a fraud? A fraud of for <laughs> what? No, in general, that's how we like. Oh. Sort of thing. Fraud or gutless I mean, coward? Yeah. Fraud or gutless coward? No, he's uh, a good guy. Good guy. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. Fraud in some areas that we can elaborate on later. But oh, we'll see. We'll see it for the recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. So, How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing solid, man. I was actually going to ask you. Just curious, like, were you like into like you know economics and stuff like that? Because you seem like for a guy who like never like studied it, you know, at the collegiate level, like you you seem to know your stuff. Yeah, no, I, uh, no, I've always just kind of had a passion for, or like to say, I got a green thumb, you know, make money with money, but uh, no, no, I never, never, yeah, studied, and that's where the high school, like, always did it so dirty, like, they never, like, in math, for example, like, they never teach you how to do, um, like, your taxes or accounting, like, anything like that, it's all, like, just Y equals MX plus B cosine. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so it's not, like, I don't know the 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 way the school system set up. It's um it's set up to create employees. I find it's not set up for people to kind of go out there and risk being an entrepreneur or just risk knowing what they're doing. Right, like ninety percent of people have to get an accountant. So I don't know. I, I it was mostly in that year off where I was just like, I want to become financially literate. Like learn how to do my taxes. Learn about. Like, uh, I don't really have, like, the guala to do it now, but if you ever want to, like, set up an LLC and a C-Corp and all that, and you can just, you can just safe haven all your money, you know? Like, one day I want to, like, run a, something in the Cayman Islands. Like, that'd be sick, you know, to just, like, offshore a bunch mm-hmm. of your money. And it's it's not, like, it, some people say it's shady, but you look at, like, Apple does it, too. Like, they create a... What's it called? The, oh, a no, bro, scam bro, that, bro, like yeah. off, offshoring is like, you know, uh, it's gotten so it's quasi legal at this point. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. And it's just yeah. or you create like a consulting firm over there and then like whatever your earnings are, you just that. I don't know. It's just we live in a world where unfortunately, like you like money is not the end all be all like money means nothing at the end of the day. But if you want to have a good time and party and just, you know, live lavishly, like it's what our means of currency are. Like if, if our means of currency were telling jokes, dude, we'd all be so rich and successful. Like right. we'd be laughing, but we pun just, intended. we value this. Yeah. Pun intended. Um, okay. Here we go. You back. Yep. Perfect segue. <laughs> perfect segue. We, we wanted to, we were discussing this last week and we didn't want to really get into it, into it, but now that we got three three NBA guys and you know the season's getting closer to an oh, end. Oh, oh. MV, MVP, who's your MVP this year, Quinn? 
Uh, I hope it's my guy, DeMar DeRozan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think he really deserves it because of he's having a career year. He's really put Chicago on his back. He was doing something we haven't seen since, you know, Jordan did scoring over 35 and what was it, like eight, nine, ten straight games. Um, and he's playing in the Mecca, like playing in Chicago is huge. You got the pressure. It's like playing in, you know, the Madison Square Garden or playing in uh, what used to be Staples Center. Like there's another added element of pressure. Uh, but unfortunately, after I feel like the meet after John Morant's crazy game, you guys saw that where he put up 52. Like, yeah, it's yeah. hard not to have him in the combo, too. So who's your who's your top three picks right now? Who's the finalist for MVP? Finalist was well, Embiid's putting up gross numbers as well. Yeah, he, that's, my pick. Really, that's my pick. I like Embiid. He's really good. His numbers are there, but it. I feel like now that Harden's there, it might take away from it. Uh, it's really yeah, Embiid, Demar, and Ja. And of course, well, my guy LeBron should get it every year, but they're an absolute dog this year. So, yeah, you're missing you're missing Jokic though. You're missing Giannis. Yeah, yeah. Yes and no. The, I, I put Giannis above Jokic. Jokic isn't like doing all that much for me. Like they're what, like fifth seed right now? They're sixth seed, I believe. Yeah. Like you got to finish top three or top two in your conference for it to really be a topic of conversation. I, I feel like. Think? No, for sure. I agree with you. And like as much as like we want to say like MVPs and it's, it's an individual award, we all know that in the scheme of the NBA, more often than not, it's going to one of the top three seats, as you mentioned. My picks is Embiid. And honestly, I feel like the narrative kind of fits. You know, he kind of gets left high and dry. Ben Simmons kind of quits on the team. And yet, you know, he's still having a career year. He finally stays healthy, which has kind of always been the gripe with him. Like he can win MVP as long as he stays healthy. Um, I'm not so sure I agree with the, you know, if Harden, now that he's here, that kind of takes some of the spotlight away because, like, evidently, I, I feel like there's all of a sudden now a national pull for Harden that he's, like, known as a quitter who is a playoff choker. So I feel like he's not a guy who's got that good of a narrative where adding him to the team will significantly hinder the guys around him. Mm-hmm. And on, honestly, I, I still feel like there is kind of a national – hindrance with Demar because like as we all know the this playoff history is not pretty everyone everyone knows that it's well documented so I still feel like a lot of people this season have still kind of been you know I'll believe it when I see it with him whereas Embiid he's just a guy who for the most part is relatively likable so I feel like combine that with playing in a market like Philly which you know is a popular market with history there I, I feel like he's starting to become a bit of a lock in my books I mean obviously Jaw is kind of Make it a little difficult, but I'm going. I'm going with Embiid. I've also got Demar, and I think that while Embiid's storyline is great and his numbers are great, and they'll finish top three in the East with no doubt in my mind, I just think that Demar did more to get his team into the seed that they will finish, and they'll finish top three more than likely. And Demar also, you know, yeah, he's playing on a team with Zach Levine, but he hasn't had Zach Levine all year, and He's been a big part of why Chicago is who they are. And not only has Tamar put up the best numbers ever put in his like 13th year in the NBA, but he's been clutch. He's been efficient. Mm-hmm. Both things, yeah. the both things that he's kind of been missing and he missed in his, you know, 12, 12 years prior to this year. And I think that Embiid having the support that he'll have with Harden, sure, Harden's narrative isn't great, but Harden, this is a regular season award. Like Harden, is going to provide 
a big impact in the regular season. We've already seen it in two games and people are talking about Philly being a favorite to win the title. And that's just not, that's just not the Chicago bulls. So if DeMar takes this bulls team and finishes first or second in the East and he continues being as efficient as he is, I think that you can't not give it to him. I also feel like their record against good teams has been so awful that I think that could play a role too, that a lot of them have kind of come against, you know, bottom feeder teams. Now, obviously that's not completely accurate, but I believe they're what two and 11 against teams with a over 600 record, something like that. So well, the only thing that'll play a role into it, the bulls, they're two and 11, I believe against teams with a winning percentage of greater than 600. Interesting. I didn't know that for me, but I Jokic, at, like, but Jokic, can we, I just want to go back to Jokic. He's putting up 25, eight and 14 on 57 from the field. 36 from beyond the three-point line, 80% from the free-throw line, and a 65% true shooting. So No, no, no. Jokic has been insane. I, I feel like with him, though, the fact that, you know, like like Quinn mentioned, they are a six seed and the fact that... Did they that give it to him last year? Too? He won last year, yes. Yeah, so yeah. There's going to be yeah. voter fatigue there. We all know there's voter fatigue with this yeah. kind of award. You know, you have, to have, you have to almost go over the top and then some to win it for the second time. And I think being a six seed, that's probably going to play himself out of it, if I'm being honest. Not that he's not deserving, but... I just feel like knowing how this award kind of trends, uh, I wouldn't put money on him. I honestly think yeah. that it comes down to Embiid and DeRozan. When it comes down to it at the end of the year, it's between those two. Yeah, I how about Ja? What? Yeah, Ja, ja no, is a No, I don't think Ja. Line. No, like, one, Rob, you brought up a good point when we talked about this off of recording, and that is the Lakers continue getting national televised games. They continue yeah. getting clapped. But they continue getting nationally televised games. Oh, and shit. It doesn't. Memphis isn't seeing that recognition, and it's not that. Not that these writers aren't going to watch Memphis. Everybody who has had a phone this year has turned on a Memphis game just to watch John Morant. That is just a fact. And the writers are guys that are going to be focused on Memphis definitely down the stretch because of this jaw run. But it kind of has been in waves where he has a stretch of good games. Whereas like, it's, I feel, at least in my opinion, I feel like DeMar and Embiid have been consistent every game. 30 pointers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, it's DeMar. Like he goes out there and he gets buckets. He, he always puts on a show like Duncan, you know, his mid range is on point. He hit those back to back buzzer beaters. I saw this crazy stat since Harden's been, so he's played two games in Philly both him and Embiid have gone to the line 80 times. They've had 80 free throws in these past two games. Yeah, well, guy, they were like, he's getting free buckets. Like it's yeah, it, they're not like impressive points that they're getting. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I don't know how much that'll play a factor in MVP voting, but I agree. I think that the deserving candidate is probably DeMar DeRozan, like the most deserving. Uh, but the guy who probably well, it's not a probably he is favored to get it. Uh, right now, yeah, Embiid. yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, Vegas gets a phone call too, right? And they're like, "Okay, we're good to give it to this guy." <laughs> okay, so, so who's who's kind of your dark horse? Because we did mention, like, you know, Jaws. obviously, I think I think like the top. No, but like Jaws, like he's probably going to be a finalist. I don't and know. If not a finalist, he's probably going to be top five. He might be top. He'd be five. top five. Yeah. So, like, who, who's kind of your underrated, like, sneaky MVP? Luka Doncic. Yeah, Luka Doncic. Probably, yeah. Did yeah, you guys see? Luke, did you guys see in his first 245 games, 
He's averaging the same in compared to LeBron's first two forty five. He's averaging the same amount of points. He's averaging more rebounds, more assists, and uh, like a wide, wide margin in uh, double doubles. Well, okay, like I, I feel like you know, not not that that's not impressive. I do feel like the pace of play has completely accelerated than 2003 when Le- LeBron broke into the league. So yeah. obviously there's a lot more possession. So a lot more opportunities to get points, rebounds and assists. I think that that kind of plays a role into it. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. He's, he's been nuts. You know, I, I think the fact that you look at that roster around him and like, who's their second guy right now? Like you have to kind of think about it, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like kind of crazy that they're in the West and they're still, really good you know there's still like a fifth seed i'm not so sure they're a title contender but the fact that you know they do have luca playing at this level i feel like i would give them a shot in a series against the jazz you know you look at that roster player two to 14 i think the jazz have win every single matchup yeah Yeah. they win every single matchup but the fact that luca's there you know the clearly far and away the best player in that series i would i would give them a shot in that series though yeah he's averaging 27 9 9 on 45 field goal percentage, 33 from the three-point line, 74 not great from the free throw line on 55% true shooting. Yeah, and the, the true shooting is also, like, I think a part of that his, his usage is so high. So, like, that's kind of yeah, probably it's why 30, it's a little lower. 37%. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so, ridiculous. But like, to me, like, what, what was it? What did you say? 55? 55 true shooting? Yeah. Yeah, so in terms of efficiency, that's probably like around league average. But, like, considering – how high his usage is. Like, I think you have to put some context to that as well. So yeah, man, no doubt. I think that's probably a pretty good pick. Obviously, you know, he's not going to win it because like, there's just so many other guys that, you know, are kind of being talked about in the media, but I mean, he's definitely a guy to look out for in that race for many years to come. What big do you time, think? Big time. What's the, so where do you, where do you guys uh, sit in the title odds? Uh, Who's oh, winning the title? Final four teams. Fi- finals matchup. So uh, you go I first. Said, at, at the beginning of the year, uh, Milwaukee, Utah was my pick. Yeah. And I feel pretty good about my East pick. I still feel <laughs> like the, the, the Bucks are the best team in the East. Um, really? Wow. In the West, not so much, though. Not so much, if I'm being honest. Like, I wouldn't I feel, imagine. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there's tons of friction between um, like Utah. Like, obviously – they're a team that's come up short like every year. They seem to be like the one or two seed and then always flame out in the playoffs. So, you know, kind of looking back at my pick, I don't know why I thought that would change this year. I thought there would be some kind of regression with the Suns after that phenomenal run they went on last year. But that's not been the case at all, man. They look like a complete team up and down. Like at this point, I, I'd be shocked if they don't win the West. I'm well, predicting gonna... like a rematch of last year. Yeah, it all depends on how Chris Ball manages his injury when he comes back. Yeah, he's got a light little thumb injury. Um, and he's owed for he's owed for he's owed for seven weeks. Probably the rest That's of the good. regular season. Yeah. yeah, but let him come back. Light and be thumb injury. A, let him be a money. You don't need a thumb. He passes the ball. <laughs> he, yeah, um, he had the thumb injury in the All Star game, and he still got minutes. Yeah, I don't think he got a point or assist though. <laughs> no, no, he, he didn't. He didn't play in the All Star game. Yeah, we no, did. we checked in for two minutes just to, we like, did. as an honorary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I, yeah. I mean, like, actually, like, play. Yeah. Game. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got, um, what was it? The, the D-Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, like, treatment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they just yeah. check him in. Yeah. Um, yeah, you go next, Cole. I got to go because I don't, <laughs> I don't have faith in 
um, the Heat or the Bucks, to be quite honest. Um, I honestly think that in a seven-game series, because if I think I think it comes down to the Sixers and the Heat in the East, in a seven-game series, I probably you have, more faith, you have more faith in my team than I do. I probably take I probably take the 76ers and uh, in the West, I think the Warriors are the team to beat. So I say Sixers Warriors. Warriors, no, tough. no. Yeah, I I I, I, I think that they're second I, in the West. They're the second best team in the league. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the Warriors have tons of flaws, man. Like like yeah. relative to Phoenix, they have way more way more gaps, in my opinion. Big time. You got Clay Bompton, who's like hit or miss. You know what's crazy too is Curry shooting worse than Westbrook this year. And the narrative is Westbrook's garbage and Curry's like amazing stuff. So. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Like shooting worse than shoots my- field goal percentage. He shoots a worse field goal percentage than Westbrook. Yeah, but Westbrook also gets like so a- much hate. But but Curry also has like a way higher volume, like of shots yeah, like from deep. It's still, we're talking about Westbrook here, the guy who gets clowned for you know shooting <laughs> off the backboard, which I don't think is right. Like he's a future Hall of Famer, but uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not big on the Warriors. I think um, it's so tough in the West. The West is really wide open this year. They literally shoot. This, they literally it, shoot it, the same. They shoot the same field goal percentage. Uh, no, they don't. It's they do five off. They do. I checked it today. It's point zero zero four of a difference. It's point. You can, there's no two zeros. It's it's like forty. No, there is two point, zeros. Forty two point eight, and the and Westbrook's like forty three point five or something. Yeah. Westbrook but also, 40, oh, there's also Westbrook, like a 10 percent difference in true shooting in favor of Curry, though. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, yeah, he yeah, because he's money at the free throw line. Um. Okay, my two picks. So it's. Oh, like still, if the Lakers sneak in, like Braun in the playoffs is a different beast. Um, even though that team is just riddled with uh, old age, you can't, you five can't, three five cream. You can't sit here and make fun of my Golden State pick with flaws, and then then not, and then come back with me with the Lakers. You can't do that. No, no, no. I'm not going to pick the. If the Lakers make the playoffs, they first got to make the playoffs. No, just LeBron in the playoffs. You can never count out. Um, nah, it's so hard. I'm a huge Devin Booker guy. I really like the Suns. Um, ever since their bubble run, right, where they went perfect 10 and 0, they put the whole league on notice. The West is really wide open. I could see them, even like John Morant turning up and like getting to the Eastern Conference or Western Conference finals. Um, the West is really tricky. I don't even know. I, I feel like that, the West is not that wide open, but I'm being honest with you guys. I feel like it's either Phoenix or Golden State, you think? Yeah. Uh, I feel like Phoenix on a tier of their own in terms of the West. Yeah, no, I really like Phoenix, but it's just will they be able to fully healthy? Will they be able? To, yeah, fully healthy. They're, well, they're uh, we're, we're we're assuming fully health for everyone because obviously, yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's such a big variable. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll put the Suns in the finals, and then in the East, uh, well, it depends on like if like the best Eastern Conference final matchup would be obviously if Brooklyn faced the Sixers. Um, Brooklyn's in the play-in though. No, no they'll make Brooklyn, Brooklyn will be a higher seed, Rob. Come on. Yeah, th- uh, Thursday. Are comes they back. really though? Are they really? Yes, though? they yeah, are. KD really. comes, once they're, KD comes, they're not go- How far are they going to jump though? Realistically, they'll be like what six seed. I think they'll finish. 
they're only so, they're well, only three games back of the Raptors, and if you're telling me that the Brooklyn Nets can't finish above the Raptors, then I don't know. What well, we're they doing. can no, they, no, they, I, they I can finish like above the Raptors. Raptors. They, they they still be in the play-in though. You have to be the sixth seed to be out of the play-in. Yeah, so they're, yeah, so they're, I think okay, they finish so they're, six. So they're so they're four and a half games back of the Boston. Yeah, and they don't have the tiebreaker. So I, I think that's you're underestimating that four and a half games with nineteen to go plus a loss of the tiebreaker. Like that's oh, not that, that's a pretty oh, substantial enough. difference. Yeah, only nineteen it, games. And KD's coming back, a long injury. You don't know when Kyrie's going to come back to play full-time. Yeah. Ben Simmons well, the is not mayor coming back. Said they'll get that. Yeah. There is yeah. actually a lot of elements with that. I always like Miami. I think they are the killers. Miami, Jimmy Buckets is my guy. Uh, Tyler Hero, they got a very well-rounded team. Eric Spolster knows what he's doing. He's a championship coach. Um, I don't know if it's too early to jump on the 76er train. But I still think that, and it's a high shot, is I think the Raptors make the Eastern Conference Finals. And we lose to whoever it may be. I Wait, think... so who, who, who are the Raptors going to beat them? Because they're probably going to be in the play-in as well. Yeah. We... You think they upset one of the top seeds? We would upset... Uh, we could beat the Bucks for sure. We got the cheat code for Giannis. We would probably lose... Uh, no, we would beat Brooklyn. We'd probably lose to Miami because Kyle Lowry would probably finally tune back into his. No, you gotta go. Self. You gotta go. You gotta go tops. Yeah. So the Raptors win their playing game against Brooklyn uh, right now would be Brooklyn. So that's already good fucking luck. Uh, and then, but the, the Brooklyn's not going to be in the play unless you're real. They're going they're to going, be, man. They're going to be facing like Charlotte. Isn't Charlotte like the eighth no, seed? They're no, going to be Brooklyn, no, the play. The, the seven the eight seed. play. Yeah, seven, yeah, so eight, the seven play, eight play. Nine, well, seven, eight play. play first, and then yeah, and then eight plays nine, and then the second seed faces seven, one faces no, the, eight. The win, no, the the winner, the winner of the nine ten game plays plays the Brooklyn. loser of, seven, of the seven eight, eight game. Yeah, yeah. Plays Brooklyn, and then the winner of that plays Toronto. So you're no, telling no, me that, no, no, that's what? not how no, it works. that's no. not how it works. So, so basically, the oh, winner no, no, of the no, seven sorry. eight game, yeah, seven eight game, you win, you're in. Yeah, you mm-hmm. go, you're the seven seed, and you play the two seed. Yeah. yeah. So then, so you're playing the Bulls right now, which I, I I could give you that. Yeah, I think I think we the only team we lose to is we would probably get dogged by Philly because we don't have a big man and Joel's different on the inside, yep. and we would get dogged by Miami because yep. Jimmy Butler and Bam and Kyle would turn up Tyler Hero too, but we you would. Prob- but you probably lose to the Cavs if you get matched up with them in the second round. Oh, the Cavs are yeah, but let's be real, the Cavs like. They're no LeBron Cavs. They ain't making it. <laughs> That's a good fun. We should speak of who's uh, – sorry to throw a curveball in, but who's your rookie of the year? It only really comes down to two, maybe three guys. Uh, honestly, I think it's a, it's a two-horse race. It's, it's Scotty yeah. Barnes or, right. or Mobley. Like, yeah. It's that simple. I, I would give the slight edge uh, to Mobley only because of team record. Yeah, and how surprising the Cavs have been. Yeah, I'm yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Big, but but, but it's 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 obviously very close. But yeah, that, yeah. that's a, it's a two horse race. I, I feel like at okay. this point, season end today, yeah, it's probably be him. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. How about uh, okay? Here's a very interesting one, and like obviously, like as a Heat fan, like there's so much debate about this. Uh, Eric Spolstra, top fifteen coach. You, you gave him his flowers just a minute ago, uh, Quinn. He's never won a coach yeah. of the year, though. He's never won a coach of the year in his career, which is pretty shocking. He's won just about everything else. He's got wide recognition, obviously. Uh, LeBron, the best coach LeBron's ever had by far. Yeah. Um, is this finally the year he wins coach of the year? Because I think a lot of Heat fans, they're they kind of given up with that because they feel like there's been a lot of years where he should have won but didn't. 
Uh, so, I mean, yeah, is this the coach year? Of the year? It no, could be. He's, he's, yeah, he's by far and away the leading coach of the year. I don't Canada. know. I think I think JP Bickerstaff might be coach of the year in Cleveland. Is that the Bulls? Oh no, no. Cleveland. 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 Oh. No, you can't give it to Cleveland. They might not even finish. Like they might be, they they might still be in the play, and they're only half a game above Boston, and only a game and a half, or only two games ahead of Toronto. They could end up in the play-in. So you're both saying Spoelstra guy. Yeah. It, I, now doubt, that you actually. say it, yeah, I would give it to him, or I could see them giving it to fucking Steve Kerr again, being like, oh, so <laughs> no, no, they, won't, they won't give it to Steve. Kerr. I don't know. Yeah, coach of the year is kind of one of those jokes because it's like. How much does the coach actually do? You know, it's not he's not the one out there making shots. No, Spolstra. I think if I think if any coach has the biggest impact, it's between Nick Nurse and Eric Spolstra. Oh, they're they are like without a doubt the two best coaches in the East. Like, yeah, I don't think there's any debate about yeah. that. No, like, yeah, I'd, put them the, up I'd there. say I'd say in the league, right, right outside of Steve Kerr and uh, who's the coach of the Suns? Monty Williams. Yeah, Monty, Monty. Williams. Good. He is good. The yeah, coach of the years is tough because like that one year. Like what? Nick Nurse got it when we had Kawhi, right? Or did he get it in the year following? No, no, no. So the Casey, Casey got won it, it yeah. and then and he got fired, and yeah. it was the Kawhi year. And then the year after that, Nick Nurse won it. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know because it's 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 tough. Like obviously you like to be a good coach is just best. Like you want to bring the best out in your players, you know, and you want them to succeed and thrive. But, like, at the end of the day, it's X's and O's. Like, it's all about having those clutch guys that actually come up and perform and play and shoot. You know what I mean? Like, that's why, like, yeah. every team that LeBron's on, like, nobody ever gets coach of the year because LeBron's the coach. Yeah. And, and, and more often than not, you know, LeBron tries to get them fired halfway through the year. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. LeBron gets a ton of hate. You know what I mean? That guy. Well, quick question. Who's your greatest of all time, Rob? Uh, man, I, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, the longevity, the ability to dominate in the most difficult era, and obviously beating two dynasties. I don't think we've ever seen a player create like LeBron does on the court, and also be as athletically gifted as he is. Uh, I'm I'm going him, man. I know obviously six and zero. Oh, that's an argument that is pretty impossible to argue against. But I just feel like you know. Dominating this era, like that, that gives extra points for me. So I'm, I'm going LeBron. LeBron's my guy. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm a big uh, LeBron fan too. I get in yeah. arguments a bunch of the time with a couple of my other buddies. But uh, for me, yeah, I touch on every point. Accolade wise, yeah, it's you know Jordan beats him a perfect six and zero. But he also here's did a, here's show- the thing though. Yeah, here's the thing. Sorry to sorry to cut you off, but at the same time, everyone talks about the six and zero, but it's almost like people use LeBron getting to 10 finals against them, you know? Yeah. All the years that, that Jordan lost in the first round, like no one brings those ones up. No, but, no, not at all. Yeah, but getting to the finals is a lot more difficult than, you know, being a one and done. And obviously, you know, t- to be fair, MJ was really young early in his career. He was playing against a dynasty team with the Celtics when he lost a lot of those first round exits. So uh, I get it. I'm not saying it's, you know, we should sweep it under the rug though. Like it seems like Ten losing in the finals. first round. Yeah, no, that's, you, well, a, that's not, a nine out of ten. Nine that's out of ten. Fa- that's a fact you can't argue. Nine, nine out of ten, not ten straight. Uh, yeah, nine no. out of ten. The, the, the one year in LA. Yeah. The one year in LA, the first year. Um, yeah. For me, too, it's it's bad to bring up, but like, uh, or I get roasted for it, but bringing up uh, their actions outside of basketball, 
Like <laughs> LeBron, no, but LeBron's been a no. perfect A one role model. This guy's never even been in the news for a, a flipping parking ticket. Uh, he's had the pressure on him. Like nobody's had the pressure on them. Like they posed the question was like, "Shut down, <laughs> fuck." Sorry, that LeBron's the next Jordan. You know what I mean? Like Jordan came in and basically had free range of the league and then became the poster guy at the time and, you know, took the leagues to new heights and the league very much evolved as he evolved in the game. But I feel like it was an easier path for Jordan to kind of assert his dominance than it is for a guy at the age of 16 being like, yo, you got to be the new face of the league. Yeah. And also, too, I do feel like uh, you look at quality of opponent. LeBron obviously beating the Dynasty Spurs and then beating the 73-9 Warriors. Like, to me, like, taking down two dynasties is, like, that just gives me extra points than, you know, beating a Utah team led by John Stockton, you know? Oh, 100%. uh, And, like, Wash Magic at the end of his career. So, quality of opponent, I I feel like that's got to play a role into it as well. Definitely, definitely. And uh, people don't really talk ever much about the the bubble – when are people write it off saying, Oh, it's not a real championship. I think the NBA bubble is the hardest championship in the history of it. And there'll never, ever be another bubble again. And God forbid we go into another pandemic. He was dealing with a worldwide pandemic. The, this is when two black lives matter was very prevalent in social media. And there was a huge movement for social justice, uh, which has been, you know, years in the making and finally, finally you know getting this proper light of day and raising awareness for not only you know black culture but every race and culture especially that since basketball is so diverse um to have that pressure from the media to leave your family to be completely isolated alone for a month straight and then to just go into a gym where there's no pressure on all these other scrubs that they're facing because there's no fans in the stands anymore uh, I like to put the bubble one up there too, but some people I know discredit it. Here's the thing too. And obviously like I, I, being a heat fan, you know, you hear a lot of the bubble frauds, you know, take often. Yeah. My, my, my question is, is that wh- who had the advantage in the bubble? You know, it's like everyone kind of came in equal playing field. It's not like last season, for example, when there were so many teams that were, you know, beaten up by injuries and like teams with short off seasons. And, you know, obviously you had the COVID factor, like, I look at last year as like more of a bubble flukier than the actual bubble itself. If that makes sense. Bubble fl- yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I agree with that too. Um, yeah. Well, I think they did roll out the presidential treatment for LeBron. Like this guy was in a nice as Disney presidential suite. Well, you know, like some other teams were probably not uh, that good, but Hey man, those are the perks of being the goat. You get a nice, uh, <laughs> You get a nice seat in the house, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you what—it's no, pretty. I, I I don't think I've ever had you know a, a conversation on the goat debate about basketball with like two other people where we all kind of agree. It's LeBron. Oh uh, no, yeah, no. I'm always well. I'm just more of a LeBron fan too. Most of my buddies are all uh, Jordan fans, and my line to them always is, "Is oh yeah, yeah, you watched him play, right?" It's like we weren't even born when this guy was winning his titles, like. How can you pick a guy who you haven't genuinely watched and seen with your own two eyes, like live, not back on film and stuff where they cut out all his errors and mistakes, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Like, well, it's LeBron. It's like in real time. You know, you see all the highs and lows, whereas with Jordan, oh, yeah. it's only the highs. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. But, like, you still you got to give, you know, Jordan his credit and what he's done by creating his brand and stuff like that. Sorry, I'm just carrying my dog off. Motherfucker. 
Oh yeah, no doubt. Like I, I think like, you know, regardless of where you are in terms of like the debate, objectively, they're the two best ever. Like I, I don't think that's yeah, debate. it's gotta be yeah, one, two, one, two. Yeah. People who throw Kareem up there, I'm like, come on now, we're playing against plumbers. So yeah, to me, Kareem's like the clear three. Clear three, yeah. okay. He is. What you guys have someone different? No. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I see. Yeah, Kareem up there. Where I, I, you got to give big props to rest in peace, Kobe too. Like he, he went out and got five. Yeah, his sure, actions sure. off Here's, the court. Uh, talking about all time greats. Uh, a realization that came to today, and it's kind of a funny one when you think about it. The greatest shooter of all time, in Steph Curry, is not. A top ten player of all time. Is he? He's not. Or, or like, I mean, I don't know. He's not. You don't think he uh, is? No, I went through it today. He's not. So who do you, who do you have? Like, Nate, let's let's go through the list. Yep. So, Bron, Jordan, Kobe. You're not taking him over any of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt, uh, I mean, Shaq, Magic, Larry Bird. No. No. Shaq, Magic, Larry, Bird. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm taking him over Magic, if I'm being honest. No, no, you're not. That's the greatest point guard of all time. You're not taking him no, over. No, I, I don't know, bro. I, I think the ability to create like Steph Curry does, that, that kind of puts it over the top for me. Stop, stop. There's, Sh- shooting you, you, you know, shooting you have, transcends have, no, 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 any no, era. You're, shooting you're, no. transcends any era. No, you're, you're level. You're, you're, you're trying to win one series. Your life's on the line. You're not taking... Uh, Steph Curry over, oh, but Magic I Johnson. am. You're not. Steph Curry uh, couldn't even finish up a three-one uh, series. Okay, that's well, yeah, the biggest uh, yeah choke of it because that it's unfortunate that seventy was it seventy-three and nine or you know seventy-two and ten. Um, means seventy-three and nine. So, so here's my argument. Here's my argument. I, means I think so. no, no, listen, no, seventy-two listen. and ten, wasn't it? No, it's so 73, 73 and nine. Seventy-three listen, and nine. Yeah. Listen, Rob. Listen. Twelve-time All-Star, four-time Assist Champion, five-time NBA Champion, two-time Steals Champion, ten-time All-NBA, three times Finals MVP, three-time MVP. No, there's no chance. I I think relative to the NBA at that time, Magic Johnson was a better player in his era than Steph Curry is in, in his era. But I think. If you put them like relative to one another, I think objectively Curry's a better player. He's a he's objectively not a better. Player. More, more oh yeah, more talented. Yeah, I guess. But you, you see what I mean? Like you, you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like it's I'm not saying that like Magic wasn't better in his era than Curry's in this era currently. Like the accolades they favor Magic, but I think like one on one, like Curry's a better player. Dude, like the ability to shoot yeah. like that. That that would transcend any era, especially yeah, an era that was so predicated that was so predicated on the interior. Like, could you imagine a point guard? Magic Johnson for his career shot thirty percent from three. Could you imagine a point guard in this era shooting that and surviving? I don't. Yeah, but you can't. You can't. You can't hold that to Magic. Well, no, but I'm yeah, saying, it wasn't. Like, that wasn't. That yeah. wasn't. That wasn't the standard. I, that's what I'm saying. Like I get that in that era, that you can get away with that. In this era, you can't. So like, if they played against each other right now, I would take Curry. But if you look at their whole careers in totality, compare resume to resume, it'd be it'd be Magic. You get what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, I think you're I think you're wrong on both on both ends. Well, how? 
I still think Magic's the better player. Okay. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's not close, but if the I'm, fact that I'm, you can just write I'm, it off and be like, it's done. If, like, I'm, if, I'm, trying, if, if I'm trying to win a series, you're taking Magic over Curry. Okay. You might be. Mm, interesting, yeah. Well, it, it's tough because, like, Magic was – like His he's defense, the more traditional point guard. Like he gets the entire team involved. Like Steph should really be a shooting guard at the end of the day because of how lights out he is. You know. I know. So, but, but still, like, I think we're, we're talking Magic about- would be able to lead a team to more success, maybe than um, most definitely than Curry is able to. Most definitely, this saying- guy. This guy was way better defensively than Steph Curry is, and he's a way better playmaker. And he. Sure, isn't as good as offensively. That's not up for debate. But there's, dude. If I'm trying to win a series, I'm taking Magic Johnson. All, all I'm saying is that I feel like there was a debate to be had. Whereas, like, you're just like writing him off. You know, it's like it's done. Like he's better. You know. Because I don't know if yeah. there's a debate to be had. Oh, I think there is debate over anything. It's man. it's hard. It's hard to debate. Just if we're if we're just trying to debate on those two. As players, it's like we can't we can't debate that because Magic Johnson played basketball in 1980. Like we we can't yeah. compare that to Steph Curry playing in 2022. Like that, that we, we can't do that. So it's like okay. we have to we have to look at what they did in their era. And Magic Johnson is by far better than Steph so, Curry. So, is. so so would you take uh, Bill Russell over Shaq then? Bill Ru- Bill Russell, I'm taking over Steph Curry. What? That's yeah. not a check. Okay, no, there's no way, bro. No. If you no. said so, Will, I would have given you that. You're yeah. Bill but, Russell. But, listen, Cole, Cole. Bill Russell averaged 22 rebounds a game. That was his best skill that he provided. That and shot blocking. He was the fourth tallest player in his era at 6'9". In this era, if you're 6'9", you're not even the center. So, like, his skill, his major skill was his physical gift that he was tall. Yeah, Literally. and let's be real. He's not get, grabbing rebounds against Curry because Curry's just going to be splashing every shot. And, so and, he's, and he's not forget, he, he also played um, in an era like right after the color barrier was broken. So, you know, a lot of the players he played with, you know, were white players. And like a lot of the very talented black players didn't get a chance to play in the league at that time. So that I think we should keep that in mind as well. So you're, st- you're taking Steph Curry over an 11-time NBA champion. That's what you're absolutely, doing? I am. Uh, absolutely. I, I would. I'd go with. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I. I think when you look at it, Bill Russell, like oh, objectively, five-time probably, MVP, five-time MVP. Yeah. yeah, in that era, but like, yeah, that's well, when it was he, like a two-team he, he, era, you know. He 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 wouldn't have. Been, he like, he'd probably be an Andre Drummond today. <laughs> like, like seriously, like, what what does he bring? He can shoot. He's an undersized big. Like that's typically, you know, like what value would that have on an NBA team today? No, much. Like, I agree with that. Yeah, no, no, you're spot yeah. on with that take. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with this debate, but I'm not up for a Magic debate. Okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll move on then, respectfully. So, disrespectfully, you, we're going to you, move on. If you have <laughs> Curry over Bill Russell, then I guess he's a top ten player. Yeah, I, I definitely do. I think Quinn does too. He's kind of trending that way. I can tell. Yeah, Dur- and as I, big of a LeBron I'm, fanboy I am, like, I'm taking I'm taking Kevin Durant. Over to Curry. I'm taking yeah, Kevin I'm Durant. I'm, yeah, because oh, we, yeah. we, literally, we literally saw Kevin Durant and Curry be on the same team, and Durant was the number one option. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think there's any debate mm-hmm. about that. 
Okay, so let let's go through it again though. So okay, so we got we got Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. We got Bird, we got Magic, we got uh Tim Duncan. We got uh, Kareem Shaq. We got Kareem, and, we got Shaq. And Kareem. Uh and Tim Duncan. Tim, Tim Duncan for sure. Yep. That's nine, right? That's eight. <clears throat> oh. Would you take Hakeem? Probably taking Hakeem. Yeah, I, I think that's Hakeem more of a or Will. Yeah. yeah oh, I, mean, I think those two guys are more of a debate than Bill Russell. No, you're definitely taking Hakeem and Will. So Curry's not 10. Curry's now out of the top 10. He's not a top 10 okay. player of all time. So okay. Well, not yet. But what happens if he goes on and wins like another yeah, title Cur- or two? Cur- Curry's not done yet, man. No, I know. But he's probably got three or four years left. Yeah. No, he doesn't. No. no for, for a guy who can shoot like that, that game's going to age so well. Like he's he's not a guy who relies on his athleticism. No, but if Derrick Rose if, did, and he's no, going to decline. If, that's if he chooses to. I don't know if Curry is going to choose to just be a spot up shooter. I think, I think once he's, yeah, done being, I think I think once he's done being a top point guard in the league, I think I think he's going to call it. Do you think any player ever now, especially since the three is so like prevalent in today's game, that any player will overcome his uh, his all time shooting record? No. It's tough, man, because when you look at it, he's still got, like, what, five, yeah. at least five years 60, left? Yeah, five years is 250-plus, probably three. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, we're talking about a guy who could realistically finish his career with 5,000 three-point makes. And at that point, I'm not going to say it's impossible because of the high volume of threes we're seeing. And I bet, like, you know, based on analytics, it's only going to go up. But good luck. That's all I'm going to say. You say, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Finish it off with gut check questions of the week. Okay. Oh, gut check. <laughs> uh, Quinn, if you're in a relationship with your girl, oh, and she's non-existent at the moment, which is right, okay. right, right. For, for in your hypothetical single man mind, uh, you're in a relationship. <laughs> you're in a relationship with a girl, and uh, again, hypothetically, because I know that you have hypothetically, you've never been to a strip club before. Uh, hypothetically, um, you haven't. Or you wait, haven't? I, <laughs> Doesn't no. make any sense. Because Quinn, no, I... Quinn has. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. No, don't so, make me I... seem like some slime bag. No, you're not. It was <laughs> eventually. No. It was a. It was a one night thing. You know, you gotta you gotta break your strip club virginity at some point. Exactly. So let's assume that this hasn't happened for you yet, and you're in a relationship with your girl, and you're going yeah. out on vacation with your boys, and you're gonna go, and and they and and one of your boys wants to go out uh, to a strip club one night. Uh, do you have the guts to go with them? Wait, of course. What do you mean? I the time I went to the strip club, I saw couples there. Like, it's a no, 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 no. He, what he's saying is, you're is, in a relationship right now, and you're you're going to a strip club against like without your girl knowing. No, no, no. Without your girl, <laughs> not without your girl knowing. I said without. Okay, your fine. Girl. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, like I don't see a problem with that. Like, no, of course you don't, because you're not a gutless coward. Well, I'm not a gutless coward, and it's just like it's. Like, okay, I know strip clubs have a very, like, negative kind of connotation towards them and things of that nature. Like, like if I was to go and, like, hook up with well, – I yeah, feel bad even not, saying the word stripper. Yeah, that's where it gets bad, but – Yeah, but that's not what I'm asking you yet. No, I would go to a strip club, yes, if I was in a relationship. But it, would I tell her up front if I'm going to – I don't know because I don't know. It depends how – well, let's say let's say, let's say let's say you know that she's a bit she'd be a bit weary about it but would 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 you end up telling her like whether it's before or after um 
sound like a douche. I probably wouldn't just straight up being like, oh, hey, babe, I can't link up tonight. Like, I'm going to a strip club because that would just. Like, no, you that would just. Yeah, you'd probably drop it e- e- to a more conver- more conversational base. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah, last week. Sorry, I forgot to link up. You know, me and the boys went out and had a few drinks. Um, I had to take my buddy home from the strip club. He wasn't feeling so well and just kind of like throw it in casually and like brush over it. You know? Okay, okay. So you're gutless in that sense, but you're not gutless no. that, you wouldn't, that you wouldn't go. Okay, Rob. Uh, okay. No, well, you, I, you can, yeah. Rob, you can answer the question now. <laughs> and then rob is afk rob's actually currently taping this episode from the strip club <laughs> rob you want to answer this or, or you're on mute bud so uh i mean while the pause was dramatic i, I appreciate your actual Man, answer I, 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 I was talking like a dumbass and like literally <laughs> was on mute. my bad guys um so just some backstory to this question this is actually a, a, a cool would you say heated debate i mean we, we kind of we, we got in a, a bit yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty upset because, like, he was pretty uh, in, upset. This, in this hypothetical in this hypothetical scenario, I'm the one that wants my friends to uh, come to the strip club with me for the first time. So, uh, and Rob informed me that he would not do that. But I'll let Rob explain. So, the so, so here's the thing. Um, we we're talking about the LA trip in um, two months from now, uh, in May. Like, I think everyone knows about that by now. Like, we talked about that. Yep. And. And Cole kind of dropped in and he mentioned how, you know, obviously now that baseball, it, it, it might get canceled. Um, and w- what are we going to do in LA? Cause like, there's no baseball. The whole point of the trip was to go to baseball. And he, he kind of questioned like, would you be down to go to Las Vegas for a few days and hit up a strip oh. club? And I well, said, and do et cetera activities, but yeah. 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 Uh, among, among those, you know, go, go there. And I'm and I mentioned that, like, honestly, having been to Vegas, granted, not when I was 21. So I, I kind of just went there for, you know, the trip because I was in L.A. at the time and I went uh, kind of a road trip to Vegas. I said that, you know, honestly, I'm not I'm not, I'm not, not sure I'd be down to do it again. You know, it's pretty tiring trip. And honestly, going to L.A., I'm cool with that. I'm cool with chilling with the boys and uh, a couple girls that we're going with in L.A. and not have to make that trip. So. I said, Cole, I'll, I'll respectfully pass. No, but and see, also, that's, not, that's not the question. I, I, I'm getting there, bro. Did, did I finish? Oh. I'm getting there. You're backpedaling a lot for yourself. <laughs> I'm not backpedaling. And at the end, I mentioned that, like, uh, and, like, even if I did go, like, girlfriend would probably be upset anyway. Oh, sorry, do you, so, are you currently in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. How long? How, how long? Uh, just over three months. Ooh. So by by May, that's about six months. Um, yeah, give or take, yeah. So and and I said like honestly, the fact that it's not worth me going, like because like I, I'm not dying to go like Cole seems to be, it's not worth the headache. Well, that, that 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 was my yeah. That was my main point. It's not worth the headache. I don't care enough to go where it'd be worth the headache. That's all I said. No, that's, that's not fair. all you said. I said, Rob, would you go to a strip club with me? And you said, No, not a chance. Well, I, I said that because that's the reason why. I explained why. No, that's what yeah. I'm saying is that the question has changed. Rob, I'm asking you, would you go to a strip club with me? Like for your birthday? In general. One time thing. Like on a random night? Random night. No, because like again, like it would be the thing where I'm not dying enough to go and it's not worth the headache because I know that there's going to be a headache. Interesting. You know, okay. I, I, I'd in other, wor- in other words, you know? folks, he's a gutless coward. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> let me, let me revise my answer. Like if, if uh, my significant other specifically said like, oh, you know, like my ex always went to strip clubs and like, I just find them so gross and like, I really wouldn't well, yeah. want you going. Yeah. I wouldn't go then. I'm like, exactly. That, that, yeah, that's but your situation. No, that's not your situation. Your, ex, <laughs> your fucking girlfriend didn't walk up to you and go, Rob, you know why? No, my ex kind of went to the strip club all the time. No, 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 no. He actually no, no. ran the strip club. No, <laughs> not, 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 not identically, but like it is like forbidden in like their religion. So like, obviously I know that like if I did go, it'd be bad. Yeah. Okay. But if it's like, oh, it's Cole's birthday. He's trying to go. Oh, I mean, if it's if it's Cole's birthday and all, like it is, uh, it I, I'd, I'd probably play it off in the fact like I didn't know until like the last minute kind of thing, you know, the, the gutless. Oh, I just happened uh, to stumble in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but but like the fact that like we we're like going like driving, you know, across this like a diff- to a different state, in a place that's really that. highly prevalent in spirit clubs, then yeah, I feel like that'd be kind of fishy. That excuse wouldn't play out. Yeah, and Rob also had. This opinion, uh, Quinn, and this is why I get so mad because Rob's hypocritical with his own opinions. He, <laughs> his main, his main point was uh, he would want his girl to a strip club. So why would he go to strip club? And I'm like, you know what? I understand that, but as I don't even know how much I can get into this without just dropping details. But as much <laughs> as we are still men, and we, you know, still do. <laughs> our extracurricular activities uh, in our, in our adulthood. Uh, Rob said that he is okay with his girl taking part in those extracurricular activities <laughs> over, over, but you gotta cut this out. This is like bad, bad materials <laughs> over watching, over letting her go to a strip club. I mean, I, I feel like there's clearly a difference, you know, like one is like personal time, like watching like a video versus physically being there. Like you're acting like it's not a difference. It is. It's not. Okay. Next question. It's not the difference in your sense. The, 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 this is like, dude, like cut, cut like this. This part sucks, man. Like we're not, we can't post this. Uh, it's a little weird. Next, yeah, question, it's, next it's, question. It's hella weird, bro. Like, dude, like, yeah, cut, cut, cut that last. We're part. talking about strip. We're talking about strip clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. We're not yeah, I yeah. don't want. I don't want no employers listening. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we'll, we'll, cut, we'll cut off at strip club. Yeah, we'll yeah, cut off keeping... after strip club. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I, like once, once you get, once you hit extracurricular activities, cut that part out. Okay. Do you have a anyway, question this week? Honestly, no. I thought this one was going to be pretty wild. So, I, I feel like I knew you were going to ask it first. So. I kind of let that one. That's, that's our gut check question of the week. I don't have one. Oh, there's only one question? Wow. That's all we got, man. Quinn, you got one? Uh, for sure. A quick one. What, what would you do if you... Okay, wait, this is kind of all relationship-based, but uh, if you were in a relationship and your girl like opened up and was like, oh, hey, I had a girl's trip to Miami and I cheated on you, would you find it in your heart to forgive her or would you be like, oh, that's you're done no i'd move on you know self-respect man you you gotta have self-respect yeah okay yeah if the tables turn she's out of the relationship yeah really i i i I think you're just saying that cool i think you definitely would be like oh it's okay no 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 it depends it depends on um so like i was having this conversation today if my girl was someone who uh you know kind of kind of swung both ways uh, and she, 
you know, on a, you know, every other weekend or once a month or whatever, you know, wanted to have girls nights where she would, you know, make out or do whatever with her girlfriends. I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, if I'm the priority and you're coming home to me at the end of the night and that's, you know, where you would lean, uh, more in favor of then i'm okay with that i'm talking about she goes no i know i know i know i know know. so if she's cheating on me with another guy then i'm out i'm out okay what about sorry if it's a celebrity she's like yo i had the time of my life can you believe i ran into drake at the club took me home wine and dine no it doesn't have to be drake because i'd probably like drake too but if it was a celebrity or somebody famous <laughs> you're saying that there's levels to this thing <laughs> no no same, same, same thing man like no just because you're yeah, a celebrity like i'm out okay i'm out and that's, cool. that's, that's interesting you, you you'd be down to be a cuck if it's a girl but not if it's a guy yeah it's not a no but you're not a cuck rob she's not cheating on you she's just she's just having she's just you know well, satisfying she's, her, satisfying, <laughs> she's satisfying her other needs from what it sounds like, it sounds like, like a weekly thing. Yeah, no, well, I said, it's I said, that, that's I, a little suspicious. No, I think I think if you're the priority and she comes home to you every night and she just wants to experience the other side because she is someone who enjoys both sexes, then I don't think that that's a problem. I think that's allowing your girl to do what she likes to do and you know still and still having the emotional relationship with her in and sexual relationship with her on your end. Yeah, I don't Bottom know about stairs. that. If, if, if it's if it's every week, then like, I mean, how much experimenting do you really really need? It's not yeah, well, yeah. no, it's not experimenting <laughs> every week. Whoa, I didn't say every yeah, week, um, but he thinks it's every week. If you it's every said, week, like, she's out to go once a week. That's what you said earlier. No, I said once a month. Okay, fine. If it's if it's every, it's still it's, twelve times it, a year. You're getting cheated on. It's not getting <laughs> cheated on. She, you're down. <laughs> she is just satisfying a need. It's like it's like her version. <laughs> Of, I mean, I don't know if I should say this, but it's her version of like masturbating. No, yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. That's that that's that's there's gray area there. That, that's your that take is questionable. You get into the technical, yeah, you're getting you're getting into the technical yeah, technicalities of it. Um, that's a good right. question though. I probably got one more. That, it, it's pretty crazy how Cole, you know, his the whole the whole message that he was trying to bring with this uh, gut check question of the week. He's trying to make me out look like a gutless coward, and instead. He made himself he's coming, he's like coming out here look, looking like a looking like a cuck, man. I'm, but I'm not. I I have a very valid I have a very valid reason to to my explanation. Uh, Quinn, you're a guest. You have a question. You want you want to chime in? Well, that was my question. Yeah, but um... wait, sorry, you want another question or you're like you no? Said, I, oh, oh, you I, said I you, had you had one. a question. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another one. I don't know. It's up to you guys. You guys are the host. Like. Oh no! I think you said you had one. That's why. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. fuck! What was on my mind? Um, that was a good one. Uh, hall passes. Hall passes. If they're declared, then she gets a free pass. Oh, no, going to a relation. No, if you're if you're setting up, you're not in a relationship. Then that's like an open relationship. Like... No, 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 no. I said a hall pass. Like you said, if with a celebrity, and then you said that there's, and then you started talking about how there's levels to this thing, and I said, and I was, and I was gonna say then before we got into it, is that. If, if like if we both had a declared hall pass and that was the celebrity that you fucked, then oh, one that's week. the hall pass. Yeah, I've heard like while you're in relationship, like super long relationships, like say like you know 10, 15 years marriage, like you cheat once and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm so you know like glad to be with you, like you're the one I truly love. Like I don't know, it, it's 
It's well, that's weird. No, it is weird. Yeah. It's no, tough, no, though. I don't no. know. You're out, eh? Yeah, you're out. No? Um. Yeah, I would probably be out. But it's... It all depends on it. Like, if it's like, is this my wife still or significant other still thinking about this guy, like, past this date? Or was there, like, a one thing? Like, you got to see if she feels, like, guilty and regretful of the whole thing and was like... Uh, I don't know, man. It'd be tough, and also depends on the celebrity. Yo, why? yo, 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 Cole. Uh, what do you uh, mean, why? D- why just off the, the just off the record a bit, yo, Cole. Just I'm gonna cut this out, but like, uh, how much? How much? Uh, and she's gonna wrap it up because I think I gotta go. Yeah, no, let's cut this. Yeah, whenever. Okay. Do you want, you want to wrap? We it got up? a lot. Yeah, yeah, we got a ton of content. It's a lot, so a lot of content for sure. Yeah. No, of course. Um. <laughs> Okay, it seems like uh, we've determined Rob's got this coward. We and Quinn have got this coward uh, uh, characteristics in technicality. Not and- in the slightest. I would say it's the other way around. Rob is not a gutless coward. Exactly. And well, let- I don't think I am. And I don't know if you are. Actually, you might be. <laughs> we'll let the. We'll <laughs> let We'll let, we'll the, let the two decide. the two listeners decide. Yeah, that's that's pretty generous. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, it's less than two. <laughs> how, how, many, how, how many? How many are there? Cole? How many are there? Yeah, give me the truth bomb here. Well, no, see that. Uh, see that. Know. See now that we're on all platforms, I wasn't able to get a, an accurate analytics. Oh, uh, okay, uh, this okay. Week, this yeah, week. Okay. Uh, but the all first right, week, no problem. Uh, double digits. Oh, okay. That's hey, not bad. That's not good. bad. Yeah, so hey, you're uh, growing slowly but surely. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, social media well, shout out Quinn Mac. Yeah, let me Quinn. Yeah, Mac D, don't follow me on social, but if you want to, go for it. Um, <laughs> no, final words. I appreciate you two having me on this uh podcast. It's uh, it's fun just to talk, chit chat, you know, talk shit with the boys, whatever it may be, just you know, open up and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's great what you two guys are doing. I think that there's definitely an audience out there that is going to respect your honesty and just like the overall vibe of it all. And um, I wish you guys the very best. I'll definitely come on as a, a guest frequent later. Flyer. A frequent flyer. Ooh, these guys already come up with nicknames. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just overall good vibes. You guys are uh, some cool guys. And um, on that note, I'm going to uh, get myself a gut check and uh, check on out. <laughs> I appreciate appreciate you coming on, man. Good to talk to you again. And like you said, hope hopefully you're on not too not too long from now. Yo, hundred percent. I will. Uh, I'll probably catch you guys in person sooner or later. Let's do it. Hundos, second hundos. Guess, second guest of the Gut Check Podcast, just as much as of a success as the first one in James Price. Make sure you turn into that episode as well. And that was it for week three on the Gut Check Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Ciao, Bella. All right, boys.